All hey, right. Hi. Welcome, Welcome back. back to another episode of It's for the Table. Since this is only episode two, I just wanted to kind of get us all on the same page about what this podcast is really about. Um, so this is our mission. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch together. We are unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise left in the dark. We're unapologetic, a little bit messy, and ready to own our stories. Wherever you are, take an hour, take off your bra if you're wearing one, uh, drink your wine, and let's be heard together. Woo! Because we're the champagne of podcasts, something that we're all each individually going to bring is a bottle of champagne to pop open before the episode. But in addition to that, we are also going to bring Depending on what happened to any of us that week, we're going to bring a story, an object, some advice, anything to share with you guys, because nothing, absolutely nothing is off the table. Yes. And because of that, everything and anything is for the table. All right. So before we dive into episode two, we're going to just, you know, give a shout out to episode one. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, please, please, please make sure you check it out. It gives you an introductory of who we are, why we created this podcast, and a little bit of insight of the topics that are going to come in the near future. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce this week's podcast episode. Fuck tradition, nine to five who. We're going to dive into job breakups and also trying to talk about navigating your own path to your own future. So as we mentioned in episode one, uh, all three of us uh, have worked a traditional kind of like a nine to five job in a corporate setting. And recently, uh, very recently for some of us, uh, we have kind of ventured away from from the traditional role uh, and kind of started our own adventures. Um, So I feel like chronologically, Alyssa did it first. So she should go first. (laughs) She started the trend. Yeah. Um, okay. So when I first started working at the nine to five job, I, at that point I was 21. I just graduated college. I felt like I was at a point where I was living any expectation I had up until that point from myself, from my mom. I think I was told, I think everybody is told from a small age that you have to go to school, do well, get a job when you graduate, do well, the job, retire at 65, live your life. Um, I that's quote kind of like quote unquote quote unquote life. I'm like quotations. <laughs> uh, I that never kind of sat well with me. Um, especially when I went into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I only went basically because my mom really wanted me to, and I was a good student, so it kind of just made sense. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." I bounced around between majors, just graduated with a simple, um, broad business degree. So when I got offered the position, I got offered um through a, um, friend, family member, uh. I went with the job and I didn't know what I was getting into. Like I said, I was 21. I was really, really, really naive. My mom was really happy for me. She saw it as like a job that I had security at, benefits, the whole nine. And I was really happy in the beginning because I think I was just, it was like the honeymoon of jobs because I was just like, I was getting thrown like a lot of cool opportunities. I was going to a lot of places. I met really great people hence the two people I'm with. Uh, She's talking about us. So there was so much of me that wanted to like it so bad. And it was just like this internal battle in my head because I knew I wasn't happy. Um, And it just didn't make sense. It's like, I have everything I wanted up until this point. Why can't I just be happy with it? And I felt like I was going fucking crazy. And I stayed there for a really long time. I tried to force it. Um, There was so much more that went went into it. And I just, 
I think I found my confidence at a certain point and I was just so miserable. Like I, I didn't have a life outside of work. I didn't see any of the people. Like I had no time to focus on myself or like what I really wanted. Cause I, in my head, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's wrong for anybody that follows that path of the nine to five job. And if you're really, if you're happy in it, cool, do like, do you, but there was like a part of me that's like, I don't want to work from what nine to seven and then go home and focus on what I really wanted to do. I really like writing. I really like seeing my friends. I really like making money. I really like finding like my passion, my purpose. And it's like, isn't that like, isn't that the whole point of having a job? Like I'm like, I want to, I want to be doing that work for me. Right. You ended up finding yourself doing a job that wasn't, you know, your passion. Right. And, you know, going to a job that you're not passionate about. And even when, since I was like the first person to quit this job, people, people thought I was fucking nuts. And I'm just, and cause like, I'm not joking. I, I didn't, wasn't leaving to go to some bigger job with more money or a different experience. Like I was going back to serving what, what, which, what I knew best. And I also went to makeup school after I quit the job. Cause I thought that's what I wanted to do. I followed that for a little bit and it turns out I didn't want to do that. So I was just, my reason for leaving was I was really, really unhappy and it was really scary because nobody around me felt the way I did, or at least at that point admitted it. Mm-hmm. And so, you wanted to find yourself, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the main the main point. I think. Main point, which which brings us back to you know things, you know revolving around starting your own business mm-hmm. and wanting to take that first leap for what you know you think is best for yourself. Carly, yeah. can you speak about that? Yeah. Uh, so I, um, I kind of had a very different experience than Alyssa, um, but in a lot of ways a really similar one. Um, so Alyssa and I are like. I think like starkly different humans. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're really, like, <laughs> we're really like different. Um, we have like similar, like, what really matters is like our core. Yeah. Like when it comes down to it, like we're both like very motivated, ambitious. And but like, the way we go about things is just like, so different. I, I was literally going up to quit. <laughs> like I was like, Carl, I'm doing it today. I don't give a fuck. And you're like, well, hold on. Like, let's just think about this logically. And I, like, she made me, I think I waited out, like, what, seven more months after that talk? <laughs> just gotta, like, get, think, get your ducks in a row. Make sure yeah. Also, for those of you that don't know, we call Carly Carl. Carl. Oh, it's, yeah, like, true. an ongoing thing. Alyssa She's actually, just, like, brought it I feel like I started that. Yeah. I stopped. Yeah. I knew yeah. I did. Oh People God, took so much credit for that. Hashtag transcender Alyssa. Honestly, I don't get enough credit. You don't. Wait, so I don't. really don't. Here. She, Alyssa Carl. wasn't the first person to call me Carl, but I she brought it. Like, so, okay, so my story. I went to college i'm like very studious so i went to the university of alabama like world she's time. a smart bitch yeah well i mean that's a state school in alabama so it's not really for smart bitches but it, she i had a lot of year early 4.0 <laughs> all right yeah. we're done um so i so i went to school in alabama and all my friends called me carl because of the walking dead so one of my friends used to yell we wait worked, is that why yeah so we worked in oh. applebee's and my friend kobe i hope he listens um <laughs> called me carl like and he would say it like Rick he'd be like girl like and he'd like <laughs> yell it like across the Applebee's so like it kind of like caught on and then I don't know when I told you that or if you called I me Carl I just, first I think I, and then I was like oh yeah my college friends were yeah. but like it's like rampant now like actually I, like I know yeah yeah we call Carly Carl Carl, Carl yeah. yeah a lot of oh, it was like weird too because like in like a like a so we work together so like in a in a corporate setting like I would be in meetings with like executives and we would be meeting with other companies and obviously they're seeing my emails and they're seeing all my communications and they're coming from a Carly and then like a higher up would call me Carl in a meeting and it would be like so awkward <laughs> when everyone like turned and looked for like the guy like everyone like turned and looked for whoever Carl was and I'd be like um it's just me uh, it's just me Carl um but yeah so so 
Alyssa and I kind of followed the same journey where we, we realized that we were kind of living what we thought was the dream, where we, we had gotten a really great job, a really great opportunity right out of college. Um, we were really young when we started, uh, pretty naive, and uh, we were being thrown a lot of uh, one responsibility, which I think both of us craved. Um, we wanted to, to kind of like be mature and be adult. So coming into a, a job where they're like giving you budgets that are really high and just kind of letting you do your own thing um, was like good for us. But then that realistically, when everything kind of like boiled down, we weren't happy. Like I, I was miserable um, in the first position that I had within the company. Um, I moved into a different one and I took the opportunity because I thought that that's what I should do. I thought that I should have a job that had benefits, that had security, um, that gave me opportunities to learn and to um, kind of like uh, really like grow my professional skill set. Um, but like it was this ideology where the only skill set that I should have was this um, this office skill set, like where I, I was gaining kind of notoriety within the organization and, and really kind of uh, coming into my own in this in this role um, and taking on more and more responsibility within our department and all this stuff. And I thought that that's like what I should be doing because like that's what the messaging that surrounded me was. It, it wasn't very encouraging of, um, no, you should leave this high paying, um, high responsibility job that you have at 24 and right. move back with your parents and have literally no work opportunities for a little while. Like you should just like, I laid on their couch and watch Netflix. Um, it felt like a huge step back and I, it took me a really long time to convince myself that it was worth like taking that risk and, and making the step and um, setting myself back on this like, this path that I had, I had started to carve out for myself. Um, I'm, I think I'm lucky that I did it so young. I mean, yeah. I'm only 24. Like a lot of people don't graduate college till 22, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're getting like a right. secondary degree. Like I'm kind of on par with a lot of my peers now, um, but I have four years of work experience under my belt as well. Yeah. Um, so now that I've I've left the the full time position, I'm I am pursuing my own my own things, trying to start my own business, and uh, that's scary and it's 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 big and. Um, I mean, I'm lucky because of the way that healthcare works and I'm still on my parents' plan and mm-hmm. I have this opportunity and I know a lot of people don't have that because it's, if you don't have a, like I, if I break my leg, it's fine, but a lot of people, it's like a crisis or an emergency. That will be me. Perspective is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, so it's a, it's scary to do it, especially when you're young because you feel like you don't have all of the skills and all of the, the resources that people who are older than you um, do, but there are also some advantages to taking the risk and, and making the steps. Um, which I feel like I kind of had to, I had to strike that balance. I had to be like, what, what am I willing to, like, am I willing to give up my independence? Which I, I Mm -hmm. obviously valued a lot. I moved out when I was like freshly 18 and I just moved back in with my parents for the first time at 24. So it's like weird to wake up and I have to share the bathroom with my dad, but also, um, it's really great that I still have that that resource where my parents are willing to take me on and let me be an adult baby and. I think there's something that gets instilled in you when you don't have any op- other options left when you're like back is against the wall and you have to just do what is necessary to make it work. Yeah, like, like I hit rock bottom. Like if struggling instills a certain hustle in somebody that you, you like you can't teach that, you right. can't explain it. It just it just happens. So I think I, I think that decision was really smart of you. Yeah. I also went from like making a lot of money uh, to for my age. Um I was pretty well off and now I actually like my income is Venmo's here and there for cookies that I baked. Um, and I just had, I did have that safety net. I had mm-hmm. that, that, that ability to fall back on when, when I was at my lowest when like mentally. Um, so when I left my job, I was miserable. It's like a breakup. Yeah. Oh my God. It yeah. was a really fucking yeah, hard breakup. Yeah, that's a great breakup. way to put it. It is my a breakup. Therapist, a great breakup. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 
not a great breakup, but it's, like a good in the, in the in the end, it's like great. But yeah, like, my I therapist mean, told me I was traumatized, and I was like, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, at the end of the day, when you think of like people who get divorced and people who break up, like mm-hmm. people are like, oh man, that sucks. Like I'm so sorry, but when you really really get down to the core of it, you're like, no, that was necessary. Like people yeah. don't get divorced because they're happy. People get divorced because they're they're not happy. They're 100%. upset. It's not healthy. And at the end of the day, yes, it's a difficult step in the journey, mm-hmm. but the but the divorce is necessary, right? And like how you divorce someone, you know, in a relationship is the same way that you divorce like a chapter in your life. And I think, you know, this chapter in your life was a divorce that needed to be happened. I was definitely and, married to my career. Yeah. 100%. I, th- I, th- I honestly think everybody is, you know, everybody yeah. has that, that corporate marriage where you're, you, it's that big picture dream, right? right? It's like, I made myself something like mm-hmm. I'm making money. Like people I have all look my shit at me. Together. Yes. I have all my shit together. People look up to me and it's hard to get rid of that. You know, it's hard to like admit that like, I'm not happy and this is not what I want when mm-hmm. so much of society is telling you like that's what it is. I was you, successful. Right. Yes. Yes. Like exactly. I know. impressed. I would tell them what yes. I did and, and people were like, oh. Right. I think right. it's important to note that any one of us could have stayed quote unquote married. I could have yeah. still been in that job. I, you Ooh, could still. That was like, deep. That was yeah. deep. Like that everyone, was deep. everyone can like. I like it deep. You can just like. <laughs> For the table. <laughs> We're, bringing <laughs> We're bringing it all. We're bringing it all. But no, it's it's very true. It's... Like you, you think you get comfortable, right? You mm-hmm. get really, so. really comfort- mm-hmm. comfortable with the amount of money that you're making, your routine, mm-hmm. and you say to yourself, like, this is okay. This is what I want. Yeah. And then you do something like going on a vacation to an area that you've never been to, and you see how people live there, and you're like, yeah. wow, I spend all day in a nine to five. Like I spend all day in an office right and it's like like Alyssa said in the beginning of of this episode it is for some people but if it's not for you it's okay to admit that but it's really scary because that's not normal and people make you think that like you're in the wrong for doing that right right and it's and I think it's embedded in our minds at such a young age as well right like it's not just society but it's what is expected of us from our parents or our grandparents. Like or... I'm genuinely people. The look on people's face when I told them that I was going back to serving after having that job was it was like you get embarrassed and it's like right. I to be honest I'm I probably make more money as a server than I was at the job I was at so it's like I I don't get why that's just like right just because it's not a normal quote unquote it's job. It's not what society right. I'm not sitting know, in an office all day making money. Right. It's not what society thinks right. is like the standard of of what's successful and I think that's really hard and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for me, like I, like I said in, in episode one, I'm first generation Latina. My parents are born and raised in Lima, Peru, and they came to the United States to, to better themselves to an education, but also like they, they knew they wanted to have kids and they knew they wanted to have kids that were going to be successful. So Mm -hmm. at a young age, knowing that that is like a lot of pressure. Like Mm -hmm. I made it a goal to like get a good job, right? Go to school, get a degree, get a good job. But my degree (laughs) was in art. So while my little sister went to like, you know, University of Delaware, which is an an amazing, amazing university, and went and got her um, degree in in chemistry, I went to art school. I studied photography. And that was something that my dad never really supported at first. And then I was able to get a corporate job, you know, which is the job that I stayed at for the past four years. And it it gave me a lot of... um, it gave me a, 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 a lot of education, a lot of experience. Uh, I managed a team. Um, I did very well for myself, and I was really proud of that. And then, you know, one day you just wake up and it hits you, and you're like, holy shit, like, I'm 29. Mm-hmm. I'm 29. I'm about to be 30. And it's kind of like your your quarter-life crisis where you're like, is this how I want to spend my life? Like, I, I always saw myself in, as an artist, and I always loved creating. I loved expressing my emotion through 
photography in one way or another. I loved meeting new clients and new people and new stories. Um, and then I found myself just like realizing that I was in this routine for so long and that I was creating art that wasn't for myself. And it hit me like a ton of bricks where I had to ask myself at 29, am I gonna press the reset button? And that's not easy. And you know, I am also married and that's something that I couldn't make. That decision wasn't made on my own. I had to make that with, you know, the, the love of my life, the partner that I've uh, agreed to, you know, spend the rest of my life with. And, you know, thank God he's, you know, the greatest human being in the world and, and, and supported that. But like, I took that leap. And now I, you know, I've, I've been on my own essentially for, you know, four days, you know, like, I'm, I'm very fresh out, like, I'm very fresh out. <laughs> um, but you know, those four days, I have run into people and have seen friends and family that have told me I, I haven't seen you this happy in a really long time. And, you know, that's something that, you know, really hit to my core where, where I'm the best compliments you can it get. It is. It really is. Like I felt, it, it's so stupid to say aloud, but I felt taller. I felt prettier. I felt mm -hmm. more confident. Mm -hmm. I felt valued. And that's, and listen, that's no slight to the corporate world in any way. It just wasn't for me. And I was trying to mold myself into something that I thought was for me, but it really wasn't. And, you know, that took 10 years in the making and here I am, you know, talking, you know, openly to my dad about it. And, you know, my dad, you know, is a, a, a an amazing human being. Um, he, the sacrifice that he did for our family coming from another country that didn't know the language or anything and, and getting a degree in a different, uh, a different environment is, is insane. Um, and he's supportive and I'm like, you know what? It wasn't scary the whole time. I didn't have to be afraid the whole time. And it's it's very empowering to know that you have a support system and, and that you know that, you know, this is a weird situation and a difficult one, but at the same time, it's one that you're willing to take because it's for you. It's benefiting right. you. It's not benefiting anybody else. You're not working for somebody else. You're not working to, to, to just make ends meet. You're working to make a difference. And mm -hmm. I think that's something um, that's very powerful. And, and, you know, we've all, you know, the three of us have, have felt this way about our career paths and, um, you know, wanting to open, openly talk about it on this podcast is, is hopefully encouraging those that are listening that like, it's okay to, you know, put 10 years into a career and decide, you know what, that I don't want this and starting fresh because you never want to take the time to like realize that your entire life has passed you by. And now you're saying like, holy shit, like, what did I live for? Mm -hmm, you know, right. did I live for another company? Yeah. Did I live for another person? Did I live for a dream that really wasn't mine? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you hit a point in your life where you realize like, oh fuck, like I'm getting older, you know, like I, I need to figure out what I want to do or what makes me happy. And, and, Perspective is enormous. Perspective is something that I think everybody needs to realize is out there and and really, really take into consideration and and, and understanding like what makes you you right. and what you do every day, you I, know? I, um, looking back, obviously going, experiencing the past couple of years, post like job breakup, everything, I look back and I realize like I didn't have the support that I wish I had. Um, I, like Carly was probably one of the people that like really supported my decision, but I remember I brought my mom and my aunt to one of the last events I planned. And I'm not joking. My mom literally put, took me to the side post event. Like I, I was leaving the next day. Like that was my last day. She's like, are you really sure you want to leave this? And I'm like, I, I kept having to explain myself over and over again. And it's so hard explaining a feeling that I didn't even understand myself at the mm -hmm. time. And I just was like, I just had to follow my intuition. And I felt I had to follow. I had to trust myself when 
I, like I didn't even trust myself. I was like, no, no, like you don't get it. I'm showing you a highlight reel. You're only seeing the really good parts. Um, but I, I literally just had to be like, this isn't for me. And I, there was also like a point of perspective as what Gabby was saying. I, I, I spent so much time. I was the first person to graduate on the both sides of my family. Like I did so much time to make sure that I was doing what my mom wanted me to do and what she always told me to do and always told me what to expect. But at the end, at the end of the day, I took a step back and was like, I don't want my mom's life. Like I, mm. I don't want that. And I, I, I never wanted it. And it's like, that's why it looks different. Cause it's, it is different. I, right. I want something more. I want something different, right. I want something better on my terms. And so I, it was a really, really hard struggle going from such a high to a really, really fucking stagnant low that did not move. And it's right. like, I had to move that for myself. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody like sitting there texting me every single day. Like, Oh, you got this. You got this. Like I didn't have right. it. Like, no, I couldn't right. lie to myself. I, I had no idea what the fuck I went to. And that's the hardest thing right. to admit. Like right. that's the hardest thing to admit because you have shit in your life now that is right. like, like think about social media. Like, when people oh, post about going on vacation and, and doing this at their job or, or that with their significant other, like, it is a false persona, right? Like, we we see what we think is reality on social media, and it's really, really hard to kind of mask that when we're not at our highest point. Mm-hmm. No. So when you see somebody else on vacation or you see somebody else getting a position that you were maybe gunning for at one time or or a group of people that you wish you could have, you know, been able to be friends with, that, that hits, that hits mm-hmm. really, really hard. And there's really a sense hard. of FOMO. Like, I would see yeah, everybody. Yeah, yo, FOMO's real. Like, Carly and Gabby. Hashtag st- FOMO's real. <laughs> I, Carly and Gabby still worked at the place that I just left. And yeah. also, like, I'm, I'm really good friends with a couple other girls. So it's like they would go all go away together. And I remember when it's like, it's like different when you're like struggling and miserable together <laughs> than when you're just like alone. So I was like, oh, I wish I was bitching in their hotel room with them. But it's like, like I said, perspective really is everything. And yeah. it's like, I didn't even realize I had it. It's it's me looking back and realizing because I, I mean, I could have asked for my job back. I could have right. I could have stayed. I could I could have begged for it. I could have went to a, right. a similar field somewhere right. else and just to have that kind of like sense of like camaraderie. If that's right. that lifestyle right. again, yeah, right. right. And I but I was like, no, fuck it. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. That's not what I want. Fuck it. Yeah. Right. It's not what you want. And and like we said from the beginning, like we're not hating on the corporate life, right? No. Like this is not a bashing session. This is not. This is a do you session. Yeah, exactly. This is doing this is what you do you want. And, and, and we know that there are strong, powerful women out there that have a corporate job, but they're fucking making it work for themselves because it's something that they're proud of, they're happy about, and they're really fucking good at. And I think that's amazing, you know? Um, so we just want to make sure that you guys understand that like it's not about bashing the corporate world because you know no. corporate world is always going to be there. i eventually plan on being in the corporate world exactly i, yeah. I, I want to yeah. be a lawyer exactly yeah. and like that's something i actually want to do correct right it's and different you it know hits, we, it hits different it hits <laughs> when you want to do something y'all. you want to do um but no it's, it's about understanding like what's your limit in your life like understanding and being able to allow yourself to press the reset button i think there's so many um you know i think i think people look at life like a like an ongoing marathon, right? Like you hit mile 20, you hit mile whatever. And then it's like, okay, I'm almost at the finish line. And then you're like, uh-uh. What happens when you get there, though? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't think I want to do this marathon anymore. I don't think I want to mm-hmm. run anymore. And then you think about like, well, okay, instead of running, I'm going to take up fucking swimming. And you got to press the reset button. You I got to learn how to swim. You like, got to learn. Like, yo, as corny as it sounds, like everything. we all live one life. And you're I like, know. And, you, and listen, I know that sounds corny, but when y'all hit 29 like I do, like you really think <laughs> about it. Like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, shit, like I'm, I'm almost 30 and I'm like, what do I have to live for? Like, am I doing what I really love? And I think the hardest part about this, this entire journey is it comes down to, you know, ego and it comes down to confidence. Yeah. Like it's really, really hard to say out loud that you're leaving this corporate job and this title to become 
essentially nothing because you're pressing the reset button. Mm -hmm. And that has been the the hardest, hardest thing for me. Um, because you really think about it and, you know, we all meet people, right? We all go out to a bar, we meet friends, we, we go on vacation. And then you really think about it and you're like, when you meet somebody, what do you say? Hi, my name is blank and I do this. Mm -hmm. And like that defines mm -hmm. who you are. Like your, your job title and what you do essentially identifies who you are. And, you know, like when you really think about it, you're like, oh, shit, like, that's not really who I am. Right. And when that's... I left, when I, so when I left the, in December, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going out and uh, when I left my job, I thought that I was going to re-enter the corporate sector in a different city because um, I had told myself that it wasn't, I, I had convinced myself that, like, it was my, where I was in the company that made me unhappy rather mm -hmm. than the fact that like I was just doing something that I didn't love. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go do what I'm doing now, which I'm good at, at a different place. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Which like wasn't the answer. And I mm -hmm. hope, thank God, discovered that before mm -hmm. I like actually went into it. Yeah. Like, but like, so I was like, I was up in New York and I was like out. And one, it's really fun because like when you tell people you quit, um, a lot of like, so like, we're, Everyone, from the, we're, we're from the Philadelphia area. Yeah, we're from, I went on like a three-month so bender. I'm not going to lie. Right. Like, I like went I on like a little bit of a bender. I like drank a lot and like cried a lot. Like cried every so time I got so drunk, much. I cried. It was miserable. It was, oh my God, it was and so And I posted bad. about it and you get so many likes when you say you left your job and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it really gives you like this everyone, social satisfaction. Everyone say congratulations. I say I know. So like everyone low-key wants to do it. Like no one wants to do it. Everybody wants to do it. It's like, yo, Carly just did it, but she's fucking stupid. I'm not going to do that. When I see her, like I'm gonna be like congratulations, like like literally I would be like people would be like what do you do and I'd be like well like I recently left my job and everyone and I don't know if it was the way that I was saying it or like I seemed no. happy but it's... like everyone was like oh my god congratulations and I'd be like thank thank you yeah. we literally went out and celebrated like we, yeah, yeah well we, we plan on celebrating Gabby's in a coming future we like, also we... will like actually celebrate <laughs> like, anything anything yeah. If there's right. an excuse for, like, like going out and, like, being weird during the day, like, we'll do it. Carl We're talking about the weird, guys. Like, we get weird and it's not okay. Um, but, like, something that we talked about when we were talking about, like, developing this podcast was, like, the sense of, like, um, like dealing with, like, the sense of shame or, like, the sense of non-accomplishment or the sense of people are judging me and, and they're not saying – like, yeah. they're saying congratulations to my face, but, like, they're actually thinking, like, this fucking idiot. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, like, how do you cope with those things, especially when you're coming from, like – what would like I can't tell you the amount of times that I wanted to quit my job and my parents are probably like my biggest like sounding board for decisions right. like that that I'm making I'm single um and I'm 24 so like really all you she's single guys <laughs> I sound like a man but like I'm, I'm cute you know um you are you're very cute <laughs> yo she's mad snaps cute. for Carl <laughs> snaps for Carl <laughs> um so I would like call my parents and I, and I remember calling my mom from like a trip like a work trip that I was on I had a really awful experience and I remember being like I'm quitting my job and like I'm not kidding like I was the girl who cried wolf I cannot tell you and I quit my job before Carly did yeah like in the three, <laughs> it was wild in the three and a half years that I was in this job like I was compromising so many aspects of myself in order to fit in at this company and I I had called my mom and every time I would say, I'm quitting my job. And she'd be like, please do not quit mm -hmm. your job. Like, like just don't make this, this rash decision. Right. But like the fourth, why? there's the a fourth, million other jobs out, out there. You know what I mean? Like, why do we get so wrapped up in it? it? How is it rash? Like the fourth time you're saying, I am fucking so miserable at this position. Right. It's not I want to quit. Like, how is that rash? And I let, I let the expectations that my parents have for me and the expectations that I had built right. for myself, like kind of right. like dictate my, mm -hmm. my ability to be happy. And, like, I'm not saying that I quit my job and I was magically happy. I quit my job and I was fucking miserable. Right. I, work I was at my lowest right. low. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know what was up. I started therapy right. for the first time in my life. Like, I did not know what was going right. on. But, like, 
but you felt, it, but you felt again, which is nice. Yeah, like, and you I were able like, to understand. You working towards right. Yourself. You were able to understand what it what it meant to feel again, and also to make decisions that benefited you and not somebody else. Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's the realization of understanding like what's your worth and what you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, and, and listen, it's not easy. Like we are you know, three best friends and we're on this podcast and it's amazing. And, and it really is therapeutic. Like we're able to sit here and talk for 45 minutes and really, you know, get our emotions out and our feelings and, and just really like enjoy time. But we still have to go home to our lives and our lives aren't played out yet. Right. Like we don't know what's next. And that struggle can be very difficult and you get ups and downs. But at the same time, it's like we are our own support system and understanding your own network and understanding like your 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 past self and and really reflecting on like the fact that like no regrets like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and making sure that you uh you you stay positive you know at your lowest like carly said like she she left her job and it wasn't rainbows and butterflies you know it was like oh shit what the fuck do i do now Um, still is like that right and it, it, it it still is like that but 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 you realize that 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 position is for yourself though right like you're you're at that point but you're like i'm gonna get out of this rut and i'm gonna climb to the top for myself Mm -hmm. before it was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get myself out of this mood and i'm gonna finish this project that is going to benefit other people like it's like it's going to go towards um furthering another person's goal and it's like if you are in a position if you are if you're working a job where your goals personally line up with the goals of the the people that you're working with and the people and the and the company's overall mission like if you are working for a nonprofit, for example um and you getting out of your mood and like getting the fundraising that you need to like get this project underway and like provide things for other people like if that all lines up that's amazing and like stick with Mm -hmm. it of course but like if you're working in a job where you're like i am going to drag myself out of the gutter right and i'm going to like put my big girl pants on and i'm just going to like crush this meeting and it's so that you can further cause that you don't align yourself with like that's where you're just getting further from yourself if it doesn't serve you it's not worth your time it really isn't and i'm not Mm -hmm. and, and listen like we said before, that doesn't mean that whatever that business or company or whatever no, represented, you? it just I'll wasn't your fit. And I think that's okay to admit out loud. Like, I think a lot of people don't feel comfortable to say that, like, this is just not what I want. Not mm-hmm. when it's something that is embedded in your mind from such a young age. And, well, like, right. you go through this process in your life and you hit rock bottom. I read so many self-help books and every self-help book was like, oh, just find your passion, find your purpose. Nobody tells you how the fuck to do that. <laughs> no, like I, I literally, just do it. I'm like, you just like, it do it. And I'm like, I'm like reading this book. It's like, oh, find your passion. I'm like, yo, this is this book. <laughs> I got it. And I'm reading the pages. I'm like, no, I just want you to tell me step by step what to do to find my right. passion. Like, yeah. just I, right. what happens. And after there it. is no step by step. And I it's tried to put a formula together. Yeah. And I just there's no formula. I, well, in my head, I think I'm gonna create this formula. I got it. Oh, <laughs> I was a self help book. Truly, <gasps> trademark it. Trademark. Um. <laughs> I think that parts of the equation, I think that certain factors have to like go into it. I think fear has to be one. I think yes. you have to eliminate yes. fear though. It has to ignite something yeah. in you and you have to be like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not afraid to fail. There also has to be the sense of, I can't explain this enough. You like literally have to just focus on you. Yeah. You have to take everything yeah. out of it and you have to. Every decision that you make mm-hmm. has to be for yourself and not for the benefit like of I, somebody else. I realized that 20, I would say I started working hard. on 24. That's not easy. No, I went you, 24 years yeah. being somebody else's version of me it's, and I didn't know yeah. who the fuck I was. Like right. I, I wrapped myself around my childhood, around my mom, around um, all my childhood issues and this, this and that, all my friends. I was like, you, you literally have to take who you are and unwrap and unravel 
every fucking thing you ever thought, right. every decision you thought you had to make it. It's right. like you have to become you. But it's like nobody right. tells you how to do that. And the reality yeah. is, on nobody top, knows how to do right. that. Nobody knows. Nobody. And, on, and the reality nobody is, has on top of that, we're women, right? Like, yeah. there's a, there, like we we are a minority, and you know when women, we're when not. Women, we're a majority. We're the majority. We are. There's more of us than them. Nobody acknowledges it. There's more True. of us than them. True. Yeah. Oh my god! These, You're a minority. These, these are why but, oh, I am a minority in the US. But you are. <laughs> but these are why these these girls are my friends, and 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 having a support system is really really important. And it and it's not just your friends and your family, but really really being able to open yourself up and really let go of ego and asking yourself like, what do I need to make myself successful? If you're out there and you're leaving a corporate job, like try freelancing. There's a lot of freelance organizations out there, you know, like at the end of this episode, you can find um, in our bio, there's a whole list of of freelance um, websites that we use as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. That that you can really, really get yourself invested into it and, and make something of yourself, you know, whether it's that what you want to do full time or you just want to pass time by and make a little money while you try to figure out what you do. But you have to realize what your resources are and you have to realize that it's okay to ask for help. That is the most important thing. That is the first step to realize that you need to ask for help and realize that you really, really, really need to understand like what you need to do to make yourself better. That is the first step, whether it's therapy, whether it's freelance, whether it's meeting with people, whether it's, you know, something as stupid as joining a club in a community that you've never been a part of and you're afraid to talk to people in public like every little step is a milestone for you and and that's something that we need to to make sure that that everybody that's listening realizes that like we're not perfect like i fucking hate talking to people in public i Mm -hmm. hate it but i also know that my entire business and marketing myself as a photographer is talking to people making sure that people understand that i can connect to them uh on a different level and that's fucking scary and i'm 29 years old you know and 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 that's okay to admit that is okay Mm -hmm. to admit i think it's also really important to like understand your network and like to understand that it's okay to ask for help i think so many people are like do feel this sense of like ego ego Mm. and also just like kind of like embarrassment where like i know that there were there were ideas that i had when i left my job where i was like i want to do this thing and i don't have the skill set to do all the aspects of it that i want and i know so it's like you know who Mm -hmm. you know in your mind or like an aware to a fault that's what i would say so like so i like so i so when i left my job i eventually discovered after i applied to 600 million analyst jobs that i didn't want to do that um, and a lot of that came through therapy and like understanding myself for the first time in my 24 years. But like, so when I like decided that I was going to pursue this, like I knew that I had resources in my circle mm-hmm. that I could utilize. But like, I was too embarrassed to ask for help. Like I was like, yeah. this isn't a good idea. Like this would be weird. I feel weird asking them to come over and do these things. And then right. like eventually, I don't even know how it came about, but like, so Gabby's a professional photographer and I needed to make an Instagram obviously and we're best <laughs> friends like I, like it, it's like not weird at all to be right. like hey will you come over and take pictures of me right we but can like, talk about, we weird. can talk about farts and boys and all this other bullshit but when it's it came to like hey can something. you help me with my business it's like you feel this like shame you feel yeah. like i need somebody else's help but your mind is telling you like no i'm independent i got this i can do this all on my own and like i suck at social that's media to- that's a toxic trait thinking that you can literally do, do everything on your own i suck at social media and i was like like it's fun for me, but like I'm not good at it. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not like I don't know how to like actually utilize. She never it. posts. Yeah, it's, I try. <laughs> I whenever I leave, I was like, whenever I leave the country, <laughs> when I leave the country, I'll post. But like, so I was like, very good friends with a social media expert. Like she's literally phenomenal. I've seen her work done. It's what she does. Like that's her. Like her passion is like. Right. And I was too embarrassed 
to right. ask her for advice. Right. Like, which doesn't make any sense because right. like, she, her, like she could come <laughs> to me and be like, circle. she could come to me and literally say anything in the world. And like, we don't judge uh, whatever. But whatever I couldn't go to her. So it's like, once you understand your network and you understand that like you have so many resources at your disposal and that like, you, you shouldn't be ashamed to admit that you need help. Um, it really clears things up. So like one night, Gabby came over and our social media expert friend came over. I wasn't um, invited. I wasn't any of the text messages. Literally I literally working. I, you were, I just working. That out there. She was oh, working. I, I want to put that she out there. She was making that paper. They still could have included me her. in the text message. Oh they God. still could have. Here we go. Here we go. But, um, and, and like they helped me to set up my Instagram and they, they helped me to launch it and they I did it so in a night. Instagram. They, and, I'm and so proud of you. They were so willing to help me. And it's just like, right. you have all of these relationships right. and you've built them. And if you haven't, there are, there are ways to, right. to kind of create them. And that's something you have to realize that women are supporting women out here. And that's what we want to do. We want to support everybody out there that's going through the same fucking shit that we're going through. And you know what? It's okay. The doubts, experience I it's think, okay to be. I think it's, it's a, like a natural instinct yes. to help people. But it's just like, there's so much in front of that. But if, if you get down to people's core, like if you genuinely ask for help, I who says no like who no. says no to that right anybody it's, you, it's human it's human you instinct though you it's say no to instinct. yourself you say no they're gonna say this they're gonna say that like you're already making these decisions correct and having the conversation for them without them and that comes mm-hmm. from your ego yeah from your lack of confidence and past just ex- out yeah. you know and it's past all experiences, in your head. Yeah. But everyone believes in you like you right. know what i mean if you're in a supportive like if you have built your life so far that you are in like not toxic and like not negative relationships like the people who you surround yourself with like support you and believe in you and are willing or like any anyone like my mom helped me make cookies the other day my mom (laughs) literally hasn't baked a thing ever in her whole entire life Mm -hmm. and and i wouldn't maybe cupcakes i don't know like she doesn't know how to bake and she doesn't cook and she doesn't understand the kitchen but like i was struggling and i needed help and like homegirl learned how to flood sugar cookies shout out to mama schwab yeah stace <laughs> i know that you think that Baking i don't cookies. really appreciate you but i really really appreciate <laughs> you um like she like was able to be like okay this isn't like something that i'm comfortable with this isn't something that i'm good at right but like i support this person so like i'm going to do what i can yeah. do that. and like i just think that most people have that infrastructure kind of set up for themselves and if they don't like that's why we want to create this like open forum where when we're going to share the resources that we use to get where we are um and two like we're gonna tell you that it is scary, and there are it. You are full of doubt, right. and those feelings are real and they're irrational. But like they're also common, mm-hmm. and you can overcome them. And it's just like if you don't have someone in your life to tell you that, like that's what we want to be here for. And right. Also, you have we're sharing our social media, sharing all of that. Like follow our journey. Yeah, yeah follow I, what we do. I will we edit your paper. To, Wait, that's how I edit your paper. Gabby Wait. will take photos for you. Like Alyssa will be there for you every step of the way to tell you that like everything is great. Yeah. That, everything is fine and like you are going to right. survive this, which and, is just like such an overlooked like like asset like to have someone there who's right. like just like blindly supporting you like always. You, you always. just need that. But you know what's yes. actually funny that you said that? So when I was applying to law school, I had to do a personal statement and I want I needed to get the personal statement edit it because I can't be my own editor. Like, I, I'm not good at that. It's not my forte. So my best friend is actually an English teacher. She has her master's. She's been teaching for 12 years. Carl is so smart. I know she's had a 4.0. You were a, a, you minored in literature? English? I had an unofficial English minor. Oh, which I knew. I just like to read. And she's, she's also like read <laughs> very good at editing. So I passed. I had um, Gabby read it just for, like, opinions. I'm not fucking with you. I was so uncomfortable sending those text messages like, yo, yeah. can you like ask read this? At the end of the day, as women, you know, the greatest service that we can do for each other is being a support system, you mm-hmm. know? And 
to be able to collaborate, uplift each other, inspire each other, uh, each other, compliment each other, and also protect each other. Like we have to stick together, and um, that's something that we we value in our friendship as the three of us. But we also value in 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 offering that to those that are listening. And you know, it's very important to make sure that you find yourself for you, and not finding yourself for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I also think mm-hmm. that like something that we want from this podcast is like to build a community. So we have this this like this group chat and this podcast where it's the three of us and we're endlessly supportive of each other but like we want to yeah like if you don't have that if you don't feel like you have that in your life like like let us be that for you like join the community interact with us on social media like interact with us through like our contact information like all of us are here for you as like a resource and if you need to talk to someone if you need help with something if you have an idea that you want to bounce off someone like like utilize mm-hmm. like the the three of us and we're not experts by any means but no like, we are not it's like we've just gone the through idea it of being like, heard like I, I think it just right. ignites something in some in somebody else that like you're just like your feelings are validated like yeah, and, yeah. If you, and I think that we got so wrapped up I don't know what's wrong with society we got to a point where it's like it's not cool for you to feel real feelings and it's not cool for you to be honest and it's not cool if you're struggling so I think there's like a, a stigma about it. So, I mean, I'm here to validate everybody's fucking struggle. That's Take the whole all point the of this. You need That's... feel all the feelings you need to feel. Exactly. Like, like everything, everything, everything you're going through is valid. Everything. Yeah. And and as women, the greatest service that we can do is, is to essentially just help each other, right? Be su- supportive of each other, rise with each other. Um, you know, making sure that we are able to collaborate and uplift each other. And also making sure that we inspire and compliment each other. You know, we need to make sure that we're protecting our core. And, and that core is, you know, ourselves and the people that we we, we inspire to be. The people that, um, you know, are our role models, our mentors. And all those women out there that are trying to just fight the good fight of making, you know, something for themselves. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we are. And that's what we're trying to do. That is how we're going to end episode two of It's For The Table. Again, thank you so thank much you. for all the support. Thank you so much. Me, Carly, and Alyssa really, really appreciate it. Like we said, this is only episode two, but we are very hopeful and excited for many, many more. And we are just excited to um, make connections with all of you guys that are listening to us. And please make sure that you follow our social media. On Instagram, we are It's For The Table. And on our Twitter, we're It's For The Table. And in the bio, you will find all our own personal social media accounts. Make sure that you follow us and spread the love. We are the champagne of podcasts. So remember, there are plenty of seats at the table here. So please make sure that you join and you listen to us and that you support. And this is a wrap for It's It's For for The the Table. Table.